The Confessions of a Waitress podcast is an unscripted take of what really goes on in the restaurant from a woman's point of view. Let me preface this by saying, I'm going to talk frankly as if you're a close friend, so this is not necessarily a family-friendly podcast. Please be mindful of the little ears around you. With over 13 years in the service industry, I've just about seen it all. My name is Monica, and I run the blog named The Service Industry Goddess, which is all about positivity and money manifestation in the restaurant. However, in this podcast, Confessions of a Waitress, you're going to get the uncut, nitty-gritty details of what it is really like being a waitress. Let's get started. This is Monica with Service Industry Goddess. This is the podcast, Confessions of a Waitress. Today I have Chef Carlos with me and we're going to talk a little bit about some questions that we have for him. I have been talking about this on Instagram for about a week now and uh, it's been really fun to see everybody's questions that they have been wanting to ask a chef. Uh, so here's Chef Carlos with me, and we're gonna get started. How you guys doing? Uh, I have a bit of a background in cooking. Been doing this since I was like 18. So, yeah, just started from washing dishes. Been sous chef at a couple of restaurants. So yeah, 27 now, so. How old, were, how old were you when you started? I was 17. I, would, I was in high school, and I, at night I would wash dishes. What kind, what kind of restaurant was it? It was a hotel. Oh, in a hotel. Yeah, it was a hotel. It was really slow. It's kind of funny because mm. I wasn't busy at all, so I'd really just sit on my ass all day. <laughs> but it definitely got me in the door as to meeting a lot of different characters the ones that work in the business and whatnot. What's Things the like that. what's the most notable character? Like ever or at the hotel? Just let's start with the hotel. <laughs> when you when you were seventeen. There was this there was this cook there. He was I guess he was like the lead line cook sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Dan. And we actually pre- became pretty good friends. But uh Yeah, he was just like uh I guess you could say, like, by normal standards, he was, like, sort of an odd dude. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe now for me, because I've been working in the business so long, he doesn't seem that odd anymore. But at the time, my 17-year-old brain was like, whoa, this dude is a little out there or something. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he was, an, he's, he's, he was all right, you know? He was uh, not looking you know. <laughs> Looking back, he seems a little like lonely. He like he wasn't really from there, and he was just living there as a cook, and he was living in an apartment alone and stuff. But like, I guess that's something that being a cook could enable you to do is that you could live pretty much wherever. I mean, I've known people who just travel and just cook because uh, you know you don't need to know the language you can just peel potatoes or do whatever and 
Yeah. That's how people get their foot in the door. So would you say you come across all kinds of characters working in this industry? Yes, I would definitely say that. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely some, some people out there. I mean, drug, like drug addicts. Uh, For sure. Alcoholics. Uh, just strange, strange individuals who you would probably never really meet in... Like at a grocery store, or like day to day life. Yeah, regular day to day life. I mean, even the even the cook schedule isn't a regular schedule. Everybody works a nine to five. You know, everybody goes is in, sits in traffic at the same time. Yeah, goes to the grocery store at the same time. The cook doesn't. A cook, you most of the time, you you work it at night, and you're probably waking up so like ten or twelve. And you get into work in the afternoon, and you're not really leaving till late at night, 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, from there, that's where the the shit really starts. <laughs> that's when the boys want to hit the bar after work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you started as a dishwasher. You were 17. Um... And then, where did you go after that? Did you immediately start cooking on the line, or did you decide to go well, to culinary was, school? There was definitely something about it that was, like, attractive. You know, this, uh, it was, like, a lifestyle. You know, something different. It was, like, they, they a lot of times these cooks, they, they lived, like, uh, rock stars, yeah and it was it seemed you know so it uh, me like 17 year old me was like oh this is awesome you know i want to do this so i just said fuck it i'm gonna go to culinary school and that way at least i have my foot in the door with some type of knowledge and they can't really deny me and so oh yeah i guess so do you you just apply and then yeah, you it's go. like, hey, you got a degree, so maybe I'll at least give you a shot. Mm-hmm. At least give you a shot, and then from there on, it's up to you. Because that's uh, one thing is a lot of uh, a lot of cooks, a lot of people. Not I wouldn't even say cooks. A lot of people who aspire to cook food for a living, they don't know what it's really like, and they go to culinary school, and then they go and get a real job in the business. And they're very disappointed, you know. And they really? In the yes, and they usually, especially the ones who, I, I I'm a rare case because I never actually cooked before. Uh, I never actually cooked for a living before culinary school. Mm. But a lot of people who just went to culinary school, they're like, oh, I want to be a chef, blah blah, because maybe that's what they saw on TV or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But that's what they saw and that's what they wanted and then when you get in the business and you see that it's not actually like that at all they don't really pursue it for that much they usually end up they usually end up leaving the business altogether most of the time most of the time they can't what we like what we say in in the kitchen is like they can't hang normally Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like they want to be they're like they want to be all like artsy fartsy about it sort of which Mm -hmm. is not a bad thing obviously some of the best chefs in the world 
have some of the most artistic vision. Mm-hmm. But these kids come straight out of college thinking that, that they're going to work in a Michelin star restaurant. That's not how it is. It, you're going to like... You know, you're going to cook like the same shit over and over again, over and over. It's not going to be your artistic vision. It's going to be the vision of somebody else, the company, whatever, whoever you end up working for. And it's just not what they envisioned. It's just not what they envisioned usually. You know what I'm saying? So, well, they usually end up just quitting because it is, it is, it is a rough, stressful job and they just not, they just end up not, they, you, they always end up, almost always end up quitting. It is rough too, because I, I think about you guys back there, on your feet, it's hot, you have somebody yelling at you, and, you know, I know you guys get in the weeds too, especially when we get super busy, and it's like, all these things, tickets keep coming in, so, I can only yeah, imagine... I mean, if you work at a busy place, you're getting your you're getting your shit kicked in. Yeah. Almost daily, almost daily. You're working at a place, you know that that uh, flips tables or flips the restaurant two or three times. Yeah, you're getting worked. Gosh, getting that, and that's not even like on a Valentine's or. That's just years. a regular day. Yeah, if you're if you're <laughs> flipping the tables too, I mean they're doing something right. But if you work in one of those places, which. If you want to advance in this business, usually you have to work in a busy restaurant. I mean, you have to work in a place that's making money. Right. So, you're, yeah, you're gonna, you're getting worked. Hmm. I mean, and there are places, like I said, like when I worked at the hotel, it wasn't busy at all. Yeah. You know, but room service was part of the hotel, so they had one cook with one dishwasher. we just hang out all night, you know. Sit on my ass most of it, but there's places that exist like that. But it's not either they're something like a hotel or they're restaurants that just don't last long. Restaurants that last one or two years, if that. So you want to work in in a place where it's gonna be busier. From my experience. You would want to work in a place that's busy because it's going to be more stable. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I have worked at places that wasn't busy and, you know, the pay was all right. And I was like, all right, this is cool. It's not, not crazy busy. The pay is all right. But then, you know, I mean, it might might take a year or two, but they might shut down. You know, they might say, well, we can't do it anymore. And, you know, because... They then you're had, out of work. They didn't have their shit figured out. Yeah, now I gotta now I gotta find a job. Which I mean as a cook isn't super hard to find a job, but at the same time, you still wanna you wanna eventually build something somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wanna I mean the longer you are at places, the more chance of a raise you're gonna get. So, you know. Mm. Okay, so let me ask you this. When it comes to working in a restaurant, what, especially when you worked as a, as a sous chef, what is your least favorite uh, aspect of interacting with front of house? Like, what did you find the most difficult when it came to 
having a communication with the front of house, whether that be management or servers or bartenders? I don't know. I was never really that person that hated the front of house. But I definitely Because you do see like I I have seen that a lot where it's like there's this divide. Yeah, I mean there's definitely a lot of places that have that. And there's definitely a lot of cooks who feel that way. But I've always felt like at the end of the day, it's a, you know, we're all on the same team. You know, we yeah. all need we all need the guests to come in and spend money. So you know, and the front of house is your lifeline they're the voice of the guests Mm. and if you're trying to tell me something I I mean I can't I'm not gonna initially be upset at you I mean there might be certain might be certain people who bothered me but I wouldn't say I wouldn't I mean the only thing that would bother me about the front of house is just like incompetence okay you know maybe somebody who's just slacking I mean, you know, if if their food's up and they're not, I don't know, they're just not, they're, maybe their table's not marked or something like that and we can't run the food and then it slows, slows the kitchen down, it slows everybody down because somebody's not on top of their game. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's going to get on your nerves if you're running expo because then I have to tell my guys, hold on, don't plate that yet because I can't even sell this yet and. And then I have to tell them to take it back to heat it up and do. Now the rest of the rest of the restaurant yeah, everything everybody everybody suffers for it. All of the other servers, the other guests, you know, my cooks want to move on with the next thing, and they can't. So, I mean, I would say that's the only thing that really bothers me. I mean, I I want I always want them to feel like they could come to me the expo to say something maybe if they messed up or whatever it's not it's not that big a deal everybody makes mistakes you know let's just find a way to move on from it and get and you know get the people their food and whatnot Mm -hmm. but yeah what else what else would bother me about front of house that's really good to that's nice to hear though about how like a server not being prepared and not having their something as simple as having their table not properly marked and or not pre-bust and ready for the next course which is it can happen easily especially if we get weeded in the front then we didn't make it to our table or we don't have a server assistant to like help us get to that point yet like it's it's easy for that to happen but at the same time there are a lot of people that just are dicking around and that's what creates that divide whereas the maybe the guy on the line he doesn't really know what's what's what all goes into it but he's just like oh this guy's fucking up i hate the front house you know what i'm saying and they're just like and it's like i mean they're not seeing everything but you could see why he's going to think that way mm-hmm. because you're putting him behind you know he's uh, he might already be weeded he might already be weeded and then uh, some guys mess fucking up and we can't move on with what we're doing you know Proceed. or he has to stop what he's doing to replate this or possibly even remake the whole dish you know but well 
Okay. Now tell me, on the flip side of that, what is your favorite thing about working with front of house? Favorite thing about working with front of house? If anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, favorite thing about working with front of house is, I mean, you know, they're people just like, they're the people in the front of house, they're in the same breed as the people in the back of house. Like, they know how to talk shit like we know how to talk shit. The humor is different the in humor, the restaurant. The kitchen, kitchen humor, restaurant humor is way different from... I mean, you're, you're going to hear very obscene things that would probably not be accepted by society. I mean, we can only hope that it's different from... <laughs> It feels different from regular. <laughs> it like, definitely feels what you different from like a regular job. From corporate you know? or I mean, in a some grocery of the store. things that get said, like especially when I was like a seventeen-year-old kid coming into it first, I would hear some of the things they said, you know. And I, I just remember thinking, like, I don't. This isn't normal behavior. <laughs> I mean, this isn't what people. No. This isn't what people at like in a normal job in an office job are just saying to. I don't think they're saying these things to each other. Yeah. You might be saying something along the lines. But That's maybe inappropriate, not, but, but maybe not, not this extreme. You know, like it gets. So, I mean, it, it was sometimes it'd be borderline sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the most racial jokes you've ever heard, probably. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, gay jokes. I mean everything, like anything nothing. and anything and everything. Everything was, everything was fair open. game. Yeah, yeah, everything was fair game. Pretty much, pretty much everything was fair game. So servers know. And how the to way like- I took it was, you know, it's like when people talk shit like this, then they're fair game. Every, every you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I want. I mean, I, 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 I enjoy every minute of it. Because <laughs> you know? it's like it's almost like an element of like stand up comedy or like jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not everybody knows that we're not serious. Yeah, we're just bullshitting. We're just trying to just talking trying shit. to get through the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Making and, the time pass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. What was the initial question? What, what did we even? No, I was with? asking what. What are your favorite things about working with front of house? All right, yeah, they know how to talk. They know how to bullshit with us. Yeah. Um. I mean, that feels that 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 does feel. I mean. House. I mean. From a guy's perspective, as a cook, from a guy. I mean, usually a lot of the servers are very pretty women. Yeah. So you always want to like. You're always trying to flirt with them. There's always, there's always some new servers around who you're gonna want to talk to. You know, what I mean. It feels like when I come around, the cooks like they try to like clean up their language a little bit, and they're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. she's. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like even where I work yeah. now. I'll- I mean, definitely for sure. Honestly, let me let me tell you when. It's just it's funny. You can see this dude. There's multiple guys I work with. They're gonna talk shit all day, and then like 
this girl that they think is cute is coming around and like you can just see him like perk up and be like oh yeah whatever whatever you need you want that side of ranch sure blah, 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 <laughs> you know and then and as soon as they leave they're like god damn this fucking bitch side of oh my god <laughs> not, maybe not like maybe not like that but you know they're like not gonna play it as cool that i mean like they're going they're doing it and, I, and it's like you can almost visually see it in their heads them going like damn why why am i why am I getting this side of ranch for her? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why am I doing this? Why did I, like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> you know? I do. I noticed that, And they too. almost build this sort of rapport with, like, this the cute server. Yeah. Where they're just going to do whatever they <laughs> say, pretty much. <laughs> you know? And, it, and then, most of the time, they don't like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they always end up regretting doing what they're doing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I do notice that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll hear them saying, gosh, I can't remember what I heard somebody say the other day. They were talking about each other's nutsacks or something <laughs> like that around the corner. And then, like, I come to run some food and they're like, oh, well, so, uh, yeah, you know, just talking whatever. And then I walk back, yeah, well, you're nutsack. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this is what the boys talk about when the girls are. Okay, so, but what about. When there's women working in the back of house, say, nah, or like you have a female chef, when or a there's a female chef. chef there, I mean, you're gonna test the waters at first, you know. But at the end of the day, they're gonna be who these guys are gonna talk shit like they always do. And usually, the female chefs, they know they work in the business too. Sometimes the female chefs, I've seen female chefs have tougher skin than some of the dudes. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, it's just natural that they develop it like that because because a lot of times they did choose this business yeah you know what i'm saying this is what they want to do and they said well it just comes with the territory yeah it definitely comes with the territory they said fuck it i because we have if i'm gonna be (laughs) i've even heard barbers talk about this they say like you know barbers they always talk shit all day and stuff like that but when there's a, whenever there's a female barber, they always say, man, the female barber talks more shit than anybody else in the whole country. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. Like, sometimes they develop a persona where, yeah, they're they're almost going to do it first before you even do it to, like, let you know. Maybe not She's let cool. you know, but... She can hang. Yeah. <laughs> or at least to let you know not to fuck with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe don't it's like it's a defense mechanism like don't fuck with me because I will I will talk shit just as much as any of these other guys so be prepared yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna come you know come swinging be ready to defend yeah (laughs) so that's what happens a lot of times too in the restaurant business especially when you get some new little kid is 19 years old never worked probably never had a real job or anything these dudes, they're gonna pick on you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna fucking, they're gonna, how do you say, haze you. They're gonna they're haze like, the yeah, shit out you. They're like, yeah, break you in. Yeah, they're breaking you in exactly. They're molding you to be the same way they one are. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're molding you to be one of them. They're like, this is it. If you don't want to do this, get the fuck out now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You and can then, end the suffering yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so sometimes people sometimes people do that. They go, you know, and then they don't realize that maybe it was a wolf in sheep's clothing. 
You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's what'll happen. They'll pick on a girl, and then next thing you know, the girl is is taking their ass to town, and everybody's everybody's laughing at you instead of her now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> said front of house and back of house what are some things that we could do as people in the front of house to create um well like you said sometimes cooks don't see what's going on in the front and it might create that divide what is something that we could do to foster uh a relationship with back of house as front of house people like what are some things that we could do to create a more <laughs> happy relationship a team if you will I, I mean that's a tough one honestly sometimes I almost want to say you can't yeah I mean there's definitely places Obviously, where the back house and front house work seamlessly, but it's when everybody understands that, hey, we're all here for the same common goal. You know what I'm saying? And and you get that more in places where people, like, this is their passion. You know, and it's like, if that's their passion, like, if they really want to cook, and these people, they really, uh, they really want to be involved in a restaurant where they're serving great food, you know, everybody understands that there's a common goal. But what happens in the restaurant business a lot of times is for most of those people, it's just a job. Mm. They don't really give a shit about... All they care about is holding on to a job. You know, and... So they don't care about having a good relationship with the front of house. Or or even the front of house having a good relationship with the back of house. You know, so... I mean, I mean the best thing that a, a server could do, a front of house person can do, is just be as polite as possible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just respectful. Be, treat treat people how you want to be treated. You yeah. know, just be respectful as you can be. But sometimes that dude's just gonna be an asshole. You know what I mean? And that's when, even as a server, you're that's when you're welcome to be an asshole right back to him you know yeah. it's just but and I wouldn't take I wouldn't take it personally either cause exactly. sometimes that's just how people that's how some people are, are yeah and it, I mean yeah just be as nice as you can be <laughs> I mean don't let don't don't be so nice that they take advantage of it yeah you know but some dudes I mean I've worked with I've definitely worked with a lot of people who do not have who are not open minded they're just like I'm a back house person and the front of house people suck and that's it mm. and they don't you know the front of house people are they they just think that it's like they're evil whatever. I don't know what well, I don't know what the fuck it is but that's how some some of these cooks think they're like oh you know they're always fucking up sometimes they fuck up too they, they fail to admit their own mistakes but so those people, they ain't going to change. I mean, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe sometimes it's up to management to create, foster that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Foster that relationship. It's up to the leaders. It's really more, it's really more up to the leaders in the restaurant Mm. to say, hey, no, you know, we're all a team or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, but if those leaders aren't in place, then, you know, you just have, you're going to have this divide, you know, because... It's, it's like it goes back to what we were saying earlier like the cook the the server might be sending back the cooks mm-hmm. and fucking up their night but if the cooks are fucking up then it's gonna fuck with the server's tips so then there then it starts to feel like in those places where it starts to get like that then it starts to feel like oh these guys are fucking with my tips fuck them like I don't I don't want to treat them nice whatever anything like that mm-hmm. like there's no reason for me to be nice to them i mean they're they're the reason that my tips are suffering and then the same thing with the back house so like these people are the reason why i'm leaving an hour later than an hour earlier because because they want to set me back or you know they're just making me work that much harder than i really need to so it could be like on both fronts it could be yes. like that yeah i mean it's 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 a relationship it's it's a relationship that both ends need need to work on it's not just one side needs to do this it's both both sides need to try and be as understanding as possible that you know that's a good point need to be open to the idea that and you know what sometimes too it's not gonna be anybody's fault sometimes a guest is just gonna complain because he wants to be he wants to be a dick today he's in a bad mood and he wants to take it out on the server and then the server's gonna go back and say hey you know this guest didn't like this plate or whatever and then you know you just can't let things like that get to you when it does happen do have a question from one of my followers on Instagram. I posted on Instagram uh, at Service Industry Goddess asking questions uh, or I asked what questions you would like to ask the chef. And so somebody did ask, do you enjoy eating or preparing food more? Which one do you prefer? Eating or preparing? Just right off the top of your head. I mean, that's a tough one. Preparing or eating for a chef. I mean, honestly, I like I like I like the process of cooking the food. Mm. I wouldn't say that I enjoy like chopping onions. You know, yeah. like, I don't think anybody finds that enjoyable. I mean, I do like I do like cutting vegetables with like a newly like sharpened knife. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that's pretty pleasurable. You, know, mm-hmm. you got this like. Especially when you just sharpened it yourself, you feel great about it. You're like, oh, I, I, I did that. I sharpened that. But it gives you a cleaner product too, right? Yeah, I mean, a sharp knife is always going to be better than any dull knife. It's the difference between like home cooking and like what you get in the restaurant is, it's like I how mean, it's prepared. for sure. I mean, definitely, I would say like ninety eight percent of knives at any 
home kitchen are gonna be dull mm-hmm. you know and like the two percent that aren't it's because they they work in the business or and they just happen to be cooking at home as well or there's some people who are just like knife aficionados out there you know mm, yeah yeah people who just are really all about having the sharpest blade you know and most chefs don't even really take it that far they just want to have something sharp that's going to be easily cut through whatever it is that you're trying to cut through you know um but i mean i love i'm a chef i love to eat you know i love i love the whole restaurant business i love going out and just like ordering a bunch of appetizers but trying a little bit of different everything on the menu i mean if i had all the money in the world i mean yeah i'd definitely go to a bunch of different I'd, I'd, I'd go wherever i wanted to every day and just order whatever i wanted and i wouldn't even eat all of it you know yeah i might order like four entrees and eat like two bites of each but i just want to try a little bit of everything you know but uh but the process of cooking is great. I mean, just the sounds, the sounds of you like searing a steak or like the sounds of you um, deglazing a pan and like, you know, you just throwing down in the kitchen. I mean, it's definitely something special, especially when it's something that you did all your own. Like, this is my idea. I'm going to go like you know when everything is coming together you're tasting everything i mean it's it's definitely something special you know Aww. like the process is process might be a little more enjoyable than actually eating it you know wow because you know for especially for you it's like oh you know oh, i'm gonna do this and like as you're doing it you're like oh this would be really good with that and like oh what if i did this and then you're like thinking about all these ideas and everything it's just a real big spark you know as opposed to like when all like it might be all those ideas and then it comes down to one final product and then whoever eats it goes like oh that was really good <laughs> you yeah. know and you're just like well yeah i didn't spend like four hours on that you know yeah. but it's it's all good you know <laughs> but that's what i mean that's how it is I mean, that's how it is with any, it could be with anything, you know? People could take hours and hours to make a piece of music that only lasts for three minutes, you know? Yeah. So that's just how it is. So that's what it's like for you. The, the cooking process it is an art. It's an art form. Yes, yes, definitely, for sure. I mean, when you're making something new, yes, for sure, because you're thinking about, you're thinking about flavor profiles. And something that a lot of people really don't think about too much is not just flavor profiles, but it's texture. Hmm. What is this? Is this it's crispy? Is this crunchy? This is soft, you know, or it's chewy. Like, what are you aiming for? Are you aiming for it to be that way? Do you want to have a little bit of everything? I mean, it's there's just a lot going on in there that's why i mean people like say this a lot of people they generalize it down to oh this is taste amazing but really i mean you got to think about a filet mignon i i I try to use that example to break it down to people it's like a filet mignon honestly doesn't really taste like much its flavor profile is really bland but 
it is a really tender piece of meat that melts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, that tastes amazing. It's like, does it really? <laughs> it tastes like salt, you know, <laughs> with some yeah. beef flavor. Like, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to have beef flavor, but, you, you know, it's not like this. It's not like such a different flavor than anything else that you've had before. It's just the fact that when you cook it and you eat it, it just melts in your mouth. You know, it's especially when it's like prime filet or even better Kobe if you're going down that route, mm-hmm. that really expensive route. But yeah, that I mean that it's just you know, it's that people want that texture in their mouth of it just like it just melts and it's a piece of meat. It's a it's a beef flavored thing that just melts in your mouth. I mean, I yeah, it's amazing. You know, yeah. how can you, it's, it's, and that's why it's so expensive, you know, but as far as flavor profile, it's not something that's so like, oh, really blowing your mind out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, there's, there's a lot of other things to think about when it comes, when it comes to also with that with smell everything everything you know yeah you know how the plate looks when it goes out but those are just a couple of things to that when you, that's definitely going through your mind through the process it's amazing something that like for myself as a waitress that I'm not even really aware of like when it comes to putting a menu together all the all the things that went into it you know so well i want to talk about an experience that i will never forget that i had with a chef you've heard this before but to whomever is listening to the podcast this is going to be your first time hearing this i Towards the beginning of my fine dining experience as a waitress, I I was working under a chef. Well, we had the first chef that I started working under in my fine dining experience. And um, from what I can recall, he was a great chef and everything. But I do remember him trying to flirt with me a lot. And one thing that he did say was asking about like is it true what they say about asian women in bed do they scream a lot and stuff like that and i'm just like as a young waitress i'm just like i don't know what to say to this right now i'm just like haha i'm just gonna go run this food I now mean, it's borderline sexual harassment yeah that's what you would call yeah that's i guess I that's mean, what you is, would call sexual harassment yeah but it's I, almost it's almost things like that are almost accepted in the business. Yeah, that and that's a it's almost, I mean it, it's kind of go, it's yes. kind of going away a lot because of like social media and all this stuff. People starting to but like speak up for themselves. In the past yeah. this was definitely like common. The normal. Yeah. It was the norm. Like, yeah. And that's why and I mentioned this in my first episode when one of my coworkers actually got fired for saying something to the hostess Honestly, we were all very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he was a server that had been working there for, gosh, over five years. And he was actually one of the tame yeah, it, servers. It's funny. <laughs> so for him to get fired. It's funny because it's like, he got fired for saying that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, of all the things we've heard yeah. in that restaurant. 
There was that. But okay, what so was it a sock dick joke? It was the yeah, the dick, the sock dick. Yeah, you who if you guys <laughs> listen to my first episode, it it was exactly I remember that. thinking that too. I was like, he got fired for the, some it was sock so dick stupid. Joke? Yeah. It wasn't even a good joke. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like so I think it was more because she was friends with uh she was friends with, with the owner's daughter or whatever. With the owner's daughter yeah. and she had she had the right ear. You know I, yeah, she had the right ear and she also yeah, so she right was per, right, not the right ear, you know. The right person listening to her. Yeah. Because if it would have been like anybody else, it would have been like, All right, you know, I'll sit down, I'll talk with the guy, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be all right, but it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit, like we really can't let him in, get away. In with really nice now. terms, what they're gonna tell you is just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like We'll make sure that never happens again. Yeah. This and that. Like that happened, he was fired on the spot, you know, and so everybody was really surprised. You know, he was like He's like a dad trying to pay child support. He's going yeah. to school to be- become a pharmacist. You know, it's just all around like good guy. I he mean, just said the, the wrong the day, thing. At the end of the day, maybe he shouldn't have said what he said. I, I mean, do, she yeah. was she was a really young girl. She was a hostess. Yeah. She was like nineteen or twenty years she old. Like, she was like she was like twenty one, twenty two, and I don't condone yeah, sexual harassment. Yeah, but what is he harassment. like? Thirty six. Oh know? god, he was like, in his forties. Yeah, it's like all right, dude. He's, he like, was already you, fully maybe gray. Maybe you should. Maybe you should keep the sock dick jokes to like when, you know, she's not around or yeah. or not directed to her. You know? Or somebody that you know like has the same humor yeah, yeah. as the rest of us. Yeah. She was not, but that, that's but not she's, to say. And that's the thing, she's still, she was still very fresh. Yeah. So it's like, and you directing this at her, it's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you are asking for trouble, you know? Yeah. It was uh, he. He was reading the wrong signs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but don't so many guys do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do, or at least hopeful thinking. Hopeful. Man, man, guys, guys are all about hopeful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it. No, I mean like, it could just be the fact like, you you could you could be trying to send all the signs that like. You don't want to. You're just being polite, and it's like, oh, but look, she was nice to me. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm in there, bro. It's like she didn't say no. Yeah, so like, like no. It's like, do you not see the signs? It's like, you know, it, it could be your your homeboy could be trying to tell you like, yo, to like. She's not about it. You're like, yo, but she said this. It's like, it's like I'm trying to tell you, and it's like, no, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. It's easy to get blinded when you yeah. have what you want. Yeah. You just... And then anything that could possibly support that yeah. story in your mind. That's funny. Okay, so that first chef that I was working under when I first became a waitress, the one that you know said that inappropriate thing to me. The following chef had been there for a long time. And yes, you've heard this story before and I've I've talked about this because this is a chef that I will always refer to as my favorite chef that I've ever worked for. He is the one that I feel like helped molded me into the server that I am today. But this experience that I had with him was very special because we were at expo one night on a very busy night and i was about to run food and i 
I noticed that a garnish was missing. And I was like, oh, um, hey, chef. Uh, I noticed that, you know, this doesn't have this thing. And, and this expo is right in the middle of the dining room because it was an open kitchen. The expo is right there in the middle, middle of the dining room. So the whole entire dining room, all the guests could possibly have turned and looked at him at this exact moment. He got so angry with me. He took off his apron and he straight threw it in my face across the expo over the food. He threw it in my face and he was like, well, you do this job then. And then it was just like, it took everything in me. Like I, I ran the food like, well, no, actually I know he took the plate back. He put the right garnish on it and then I ran the food and then I had to go and take a walk around the block because I was like very close to just crying because I was just I was just trying to be helpful and I didn't I wasn't considering the amount of stress that he was probably in possibly <laughs> drunk but still I love this guy to death and he is so intelligent and honestly he's very sweet it was just that one night you know we didn't know each other very Shit. well yet <laughs> especially expo that it can get to you I think it can very much. Oh no, because you're the you're the bridge between the back of house and like the front of house. Right. So the bridge can only take so many people before it's like before it collapses. You know, and it's like the cooks are in your ear telling you, you know, well not necessarily in your ear, but they're they're just trying to do their job telling you, Oh, I'm gonna be ready this in three minutes, I'm gonna be this dude, and then you're like, oh, is that dude going to be ready? You're thinking about that. You're thinking about appetizers. You're thinking about entrees. thinking about, is this going out at the right time? Um, all those things, you know? Uh, you're thinking about, shit, am I running? What am I running low on? Uh, I got five of this, four of that, you know? And then you got servers being like, and you got servers in your ear, you know, which is why people think, like, they're why they get so angry and stuff but it's like it, it could be something so little as like you got all this going on and then the server's like hey can i get a side of and it's like why don't you just fucking ring it up okay yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and they're like hey can i get a side of uh italian dressing and it's like look listen dude you know honestly you tell me i need a side of italian dressing i got like 20 things running through my mind as soon as i turn around and look at the tickets i'm gonna forget about your italian dressing just ring it up and i won't forget I promise you that I won't forget because it's on a ticket. You know, I can't, it's, it's, the tickets are ingrained in you as a, as a cook, chef, line cook, whatever. It's, the cook, the, the ticket comes in and there's, that's the law. You gotta do that. They ain't no like, ah, you know, no. This is it. This is what we came here to do. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's a side of ketchup, you're gonna fucking you know you're gonna do it if it's on your side of the line you will do it so you know that's why it's like people think sometimes the the servers think like oh this this guy's an asshole he made me ring this up and it's like you don't understand yeah you know what i'm saying it's like i'm going through all this shit and then if i have what is there six to ten servers on one night if i have ten servers asking me for a side of ranch or a side of the dressing for the salad every single for every single guest, up to through two hundreds, three hundred people, yeah, you're gonna lose your shit yeah. on somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why. 
it's like all these people are coming at you with and and those that's that's just an easy that's an mm-hmm. easy fix because there's other things that people come up to say oh well these people you know they really like this but they don't like this so can they do this like that and can they um they want the potatoes fried they don't want it whatever they want or can they get something healthier can they get this without butter can they get this gluten free and then it's like then you gotta like go through every single item on that whatever whatever item they chose you gotta go through every break it down like can they be like that can you do it you know and this is could be in the middle of a busy service and it's just like you know Mm, well yeah i mean it's it's definitely a it's definitely something that might make you lose your mind you know (laughs) yeah that night i think i was the straw that broke the yeah exactly exactly that's what it is it's it's, it's like it's not even the fact that you did anything wrong it's like (laughs) you just you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time you know it's like you you were still new you didn't realize you might might have been already pissed off yeah oh and then it's like (laughs) and then you're catching all the flack for you know, <laughs> an experienced server would have probably known, like, don't fuck with so and so tonight because, you know, <laughs> it's really busy and, you know, they're in the weeds back there or whatever, you know. It was a great learning experience for me. I never looked at him because, sideways again. Yeah, because in. Because when, when it's something like that. Sometimes that's when you say, I got to get my manager. Because I can't yeah. talk to this guy. I got to get my manager and say, Third time so that, that, I do that their, their manager can step over the line and do whatever needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know? You're, and and it's not undermining anybody because yeah. that's your manager. And, and they're, supposed, they're working together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're working together. Yeah, because no matter what, the chef has got to listen to the manager. Mm-hmm. You know, in any cohesive kitchen, the front of house manager and the chef, they're always going to be, you know, I mean, you always got to listen to what the front of house manager has to say. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. at least hear them out or whatever it may, whatever the case may be. You can't shut them out. Mm-hmm. At, le- uh, uh, at least... As long as they're not a terrible manager. If they're a terrible manager, I mean, that's another case, but... Let's get into the relationship questions. (laughs) Okay. What advice do you have for anyone... That is considering. This is for people that work in or out of the uh, the restaurant. What advice do you have for anyone considering dating a chef, a cook, or just a man that works in the service industry? Do you have advice for this person? Okay, well, if you both work in the restaurant business, it might be a little easier for for them to understand what it's like. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Because I've definitely, working as someone in the service industry, you know, dated women who weren't, and they didn't understand, why why do you have to come home so late? Mm -hmm. Or why can't you just leave early? 
or why do you have to work so long or all these different like things that they just it's like you don't work in the business so you don't really understand what it is what it takes or why we do the things we do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but like when, so it's on that perspective when you date someone in the service industry it's definitely easier because you get it you know you're like alright you know I had a shitty night I'm gonna go out for a drink tonight mm-hmm. like, you're not gonna give me shit about it you're like alright whatever but um but if you're dating someone in the the same restaurant as you i mean pretty much just as any other workplace be professional but that's the problem with the restaurant business is that the restaurant business is not very professional so that's where it's tough to be a professional because you see all these other people not being professional but at the end of the day, when you're dating somebody in the restaurant business, you definitely have to be a professional. I mean, when we were, when we started, especially when we first started dating in the restaurant business, I mean, we just pretended like we didn't even know each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, we would give each other looks, you know, that were very specific. I mean, there was different things, you know, there were certain signs that we would understand, but there was no, it, it didn't go past that. It was just, you know, we pretended like, we we really pretended like we didn't know each other for the most part. Well, but you were just another coworker and. Yes. <laughs> well, let's catch up the listeners. I didn't mention yet, Chef Carlos is my boyfriend. That's right. I am a waitress dating a cook. <laughs> uh, I was saving the best towards this part of the podcast. Yes, you're saving he, that for later. I mean, this is yeah. I, well, we're I, thought the, you, I thought we're you were revealing the, it just now. Yeah, <laughs> we're no, no, no. We're revealing it now. Uh, this is the relationship part of the the episode. So yes, yeah. That's that is what we did. We acted like we didn't know each other. Well. Let's talk about it. How did we meet? I want to hear from your perspective. How did we meet? Because I could, I could talk all day long about how I think we met. <laughs> I want to hear about how how we met. Shit, Carlos. we met at a. I knew who you were. Oh. Before we met, you know, like, <laughs> I remember I was we. I actually worked at a sister restaurant of the restaurant that she worked at. Yes. So. I didn't know you knew who I was, though. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say that I knew you by name. But I, I would see you because you would get your employee discount, so you'd come in all the time and I'd see you there and be like, Man, that girl's really cute. And she'd come in most of the time you came in alone or with your mother or whatever and it was just yeah. like I was like, Damn, that's she looks really good and everyone's like, Oh, she works at Bistro X You yeah. know? And I was like, Oh, okay <laughs> You know <laughs> And then um one time we were at a, a friend's rest. Uh, I, I wouldn't say. We friend's were at a house. We house were party. At an after party. But here's the thing. You, I say after party. You know what I'm saying? But in the restaurant business, there was no party to begin with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an, an after party is like, okay, there was a party, and then you go to somebody else's house. But, like, in the restaurant. Or, like, after the bar. Yeah, in the yeah. restaurant business, it's just like. 
you know, we got out at 12, we drank for like an hour at the bar, and then yeah. it's like, all right, let's go to somebody else's house. Yeah. You know? And, to chill for the rest of the night. And then do what whatever it is that we're going to do, <laughs> which normally ends up being a lot of alcohol and drugs. Possibly drugs. Yeah. More than likely drugs. So we were at a friend's house, and it was a, a, a bigger than normal get together of restaurant people yeah i mean there was people i mean it is it's crazy because especially it was you, from another restaurant oh, that we yeah. all had just well no that's friends. but that's how it is it's like everyone thinks that oh this is like a party from like this type of restaurant but there's people from other restaurants there all, kinds all of the time there's like oh i know the people from that restaurant so you hang out with them and then you're hanging out with your people and then everybody just I'm gets together these people over yeah, here, I, I mean like i you would i always remember hanging out with people from other restaurant groups all the time Yes. Because everybody understood we all work in the restaurant business. We get it. Let's fucking hang out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, yeah, we're going to do some blow tonight. Like, we don't have to be in till 3 o'clock. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we let's got fucking, all night. <laughs> let's get, yeah, let's get some blow. Oh, you're a cook? Fucking awesome. You know? You got your ass handed to you. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so, we, we were hanging out, and, and she, was, she was criticizing me on a dish. Uh, from the restaurant that I worked at because she we changed it and she didn't like it she was criticizing me so <laughs> she was criticizing me about it you know and you know, I remember it's funny because she was criticizing me about it and it wasn't even my dish and I was just like but I was just like I just took it because I knew I knew it was like alright I think this means she likes me I oh think my this means God. she's flirting with me, so I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of like flirt back with her a little, like maybe defend the dish, whatever. But who gives a shit? <laughs> Have some humor with it, whatever. But I mean, I was definitely not sober. You know, I was, I was definitely like drinking and was high on coke. Like, I was probably smoked a little weed, whatever. But. And whatever, we leave the party. I never even got her number or anything. Like, then next thing you know, like a couple weeks later, she comes into the restaurant and she leaves her number on the receipt. Like she she had this big ass tab. She left her number on the receipt. She bought like shots for everybody in the kitchen. She left her and she's like, I never got your number at the party. Blah blah blah. blah. She left her number and I was like, damn. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right oh my god and then and then we talked and then we like texted for a long time <laughs> long time and it never really went anywhere honestly it was my I, I almost I was almost ready to like give up on the relationship I was like alright I don't think anything's gonna happen here whatever and then and then I got transferred from the sister restaurant that she was working at I mean, from the sister restaurant I was working at to the sister restaurant that she was working at. Yeah. So, and then I, when I started seeing her at least two or three times a week, that definitely accelerated our relationship. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, the rest is history. <laughs> from there... We're in love. And it's years later. <laughs> I hope you're not mad at me anymore about 
only texting with you for months. I was definitely, I was definitely a little salty at the time. I was like, damn, man, this girl, you know, she never wanted to like. She didn't text me back and shit, but I was like, you know what? She got a kid. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. I'm not big on technology and texting and stuff, so I'm just not gonna like. I don't know. I'm not that person. I'm like, why didn't you text me back? I'm definitely not that person. You yeah. Know, because. I mean, I work in a business where I I can't even do anything else but just cook stuff for eight hours, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been with girls who didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm cooking for eight hours straight, doing nothing else. They're like, well, why can't you just text me? And it's like, I really don't have time for anything <laughs> else <laughs> but I just prepping cannot. and cooking. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you, other than us working together, are there any notable stories of other people that you've seen date on the job? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another thing. Oh. Another thing about the whole, um, what to do dating professionally. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of the times, even managers will try to give you the green light to, like, not be professional about your relationship. Oh, are you talking about oh, one of our most recent managers of yeah. when we were still working together? Yeah. At the I old mean, restaurant. I mean, not even that. Even pretty much pretty much every manager. Really? Even the one before that. Yeah. All the, not, I mean, not, I'm not saying... I'm not saying they're telling us to make out, but they're they're telling us, like, hey, it's okay, you know? Like, yeah. just show some love every now and then. It's like... It's like no, because then, yeah. then next thing you know, you guys are talking shit. Mm-hmm. You guys are saying like, "Oh, look at these," you know. And it's just like, I would say like, it's a trap. <laughs> if you, it's a trap, don't fall yeah. into the trap because what they want you to do is they want you to loosen up, and then you loosen up, and then it's like, look at these people just, just being in a relationship. I mean, they could be just jealous of the fact that you're in a relationship somebody else yeah you know what i'm saying and it's it's just it's just better if you just save all of that from when you go home yeah it just is save all that from when you go home i mean like because i mean we're not high schoolers you know exactly. like it's not, not like like we can't control ourselves no you are right because we did when we were still working together at that restaurant we did one the last manager if she was she did. She tried to. They tried to say stuff like, "Oh, you yeah. guys go together, don't you?" I mean, like, 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 don't you want to like put in a favor for her or something? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Especially me, I was like a sous chef, and it's like, it's like, oh, you, you mean you wouldn't? She when actually when she was trying to get me to do something for her, she'd be like, "Oh, well, Monica." Blah blah blah. Yeah, she like, would ask me to. Yeah, send and it's in, like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, just because it's Monica, you think I'm gonna like? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm gonna treat her like any other server here. Yes. Honestly, I'm not gonna treat her any spe- special type of way. But that's what they're gonna try to do. She's gonna. She tried to send you. Yeah. Over to me to be for like, like, yeah, you, yeah, for like staff food or <laughs> yeah. like some special. And it's like, like no, that. Yeah. no, that's not the way this works. Yeah. She would try to do that. So that's how we were at that job that we were working together. We literally, we 
Like we would give each other like an eye every now and again, but we wouldn't talk to each other. And it was literally like we did. We had a child together. I worked for the whole nine months. And even after then, when I brought the baby in and somebody saw Carlos holding the baby like in a pre-shift or something like that, somebody was I remember somebody being like, oh, uh, you know her like that? And be like, that's my baby. <laughs> like, like people really didn't know. That's my child, yeah. Like people really didn't know that we dated because we we kept it so professional, which is what pissed me off okay i'm still working at the restaurant that i'm gonna refer to now but so carlos went on to another restaurant and i want to say maybe like a year or so later i followed him to that restaurant because the business was so much better there and i was introduced to everybody as Hey, this is Monica. This is Carlos's girlfriend. Like the management introduced me to everybody. Oh, hey, yeah, she's gonna start working with us now. She's really cool. Preface, this is Carlos's no, girlfriend. And to, and to preface that, when I, like, when I, I, I wouldn't even say I brought her on. I didn't say, hey, there's this person coming in who's a really great server. I didn't say any of that. Yeah. I didn't say any of that. I, I just, I heard they were looking for people. And I said, hey, baby, why don't you come in and apply? Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell them, hey, she's coming in to apply or anything like that. Yeah. I didn't say anything to them. They they took her based off of her credentials yeah. from the get-go. But then they learned, they were like, but then... I think some of the servers knew yeah, but then Yeah, some of the servers, exactly, you. exactly. Some yeah. of the servers, they took you based off your credentials, but then... In the restaurant business, I mean, like, stuff just gets around so quick. Yeah. You know, like, they, they, just them seeing you sitting with a manager and telling them, they're like, oh, so your girlfriend's applying? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, now yeah, the and then all of a sudden, house. and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, blah, blah, you know, and then it's like, so on your first day, it was like, oh, this is my, this is, this, this is Carlos's girlfriend. Yeah. And it's just like, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I didn't say anything to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say, like, hire her. I didn't say, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I just I just told her they're looking for people. You're a server. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, yeah, that, 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 it wasn't a big deal to me. I don't mind being known as your girlfriend. The only thing is, but like, that we wasn't were, right, but that wasn't that right. That wasn't right for by that management that staff. Manager that wasn't right that. by them. To just say, to just introduce everybody because as, as somebody asked, else's yeah. like significant other, you know. I wasn't. Man? I wasn't. Especially asked. when we were trying to be as professional about it as we possibly could. At our last job, you like I man? literally worked until I was nine months pregnant, and people still didn't know that you were my partner. We were working together at the same restaurant full yeah. time, working together on shifts. And I would still be like, hey, chef, may I call? You yeah, know, yeah, I'm yeah. not like, hey, baby, like, you know, uh, <laughs> what's up? Can you fix the shrimp cocktail for me even though it's five minutes after we closed? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was, we kept it so professional. Yeah. And after like a year and a half or two, how many years we worked together after doing that and then just to automatically come onto Walk this new job yeah, yeah. and it's like I'm and not you just, I'm you not just, your team member I'm Carlos's girlfriend yeah and you just want to come in and just and just do your job yeah. like everybody else you don't want to be treated special and I didn't want to be treated you know, special that's the thing yeah because then all the guys like, start treating you special I mean 
I like the part where I'm not getting hit on because people are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to mess with the girlfriend. <laughs> but I like that part. That part was great. But the other part where it's like, you know, I want to earn, I want to earn my title here. I want to earn respect yeah. rather than just it be given yeah. <laughs> to me. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's how it was. It, it, and it is what it is. And he doesn't work at that same restaurant with me anymore, which is fine. Which is why if you guys heard my first episode, it is why I was recently hit on by this child of a dishwasher <laughs> who does not know my boyfriend. Because if he knew my boyfriend, he wouldn't want to hit on me. Just saying. He's got like a glorious beard like, and he looks like he could beat somebody's ass. So. I'm a really nice guy. I don't he's a very nice guy. And all the other chefs that know who you are, that have worked with you, are very nice. And they ask. I wouldn't beat any. I mean, I wouldn't beat anybody's time. ass. Unless they hit on my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys heard about how we met. The story behind us working together. And then at our most recent job where everybody knew we were dating. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Damn, what a, like, uh, I never thought about how different it was, you know? It was It different. was very different, but I never thought about it like that. Like, I was like, damn. It was like, it yeah. was, yeah, it was it like was. night and day. It was night and day, like, but I will say this restaurant that I'm working at now, it's, from where I started, I started working at like a Rena's Pizza as a dishwasher from the very beginning. I've only like gone up the ladder in terms of restaurants. And right now where I'm working, it is my favorite restaurant, in my opinion, the best. And they do, other than me being introduced as Carlos's girlfriend coming onto the job, this place is pretty professional especially in comparison to the last job I mean, every, and every very place clean. has its problems you know yeah that's true but like for the most part it's probably one of the better restaurants in the area that we live in so, that's for sure I mean, it's definitely one of the top restaurants in the area that we live in so there's i mean obviously the wait staff and everything that comes with it is the top in the area so, yes you know like like especially for the price points I love it. For me, okay, this is the next thing on the list. What are the best things about dating a cook? Um, I, I can't tell you that. Well, for me, I'm going to say <laughs> the best thing about dating a cook. It was funny. Cook, I've never actually dated a cook. I've never actually dated one of those women who work in the kitchen. I've never dated one of those. Ah. Yes. Well, I can say the best thing about dating a cook is... You cook really good. <laughs> Although, I would say I do most of the cooking at home. When Carlos does cook, it's amazing. But even though I would say I do most of the cooking, I do get advice from him a lot. And I'm just like, hey, what do you think? So that's nice. It's like I have my own chef to reference at all times. And I can be like... And also, I will say he has a love of... Uh, we're like building our collection of cookware appliances, I guess you could say. Like, oh yeah, definitely. We're I, like stacking up I don't want to have no. I don't want to have no, no bullshit ass pots and pans. I want. Yeah. I want like top of the line 
I don't care if I gotta spend a little bit more money. I want like a good knife, a good pot to work with or yes. something. You know, I don't want I don't want no bullshit. So and she's definitely like, Oh, I wanna get a new pot and it's like, Well maybe let's look into the brands. Mm-hmm. Let's see who makes the best like homemade ones and let's look at what the material is. You know, a lot of people don't and and I think that is what people why people stray from cooking at home because you know maybe they're buying the cheapest things that they can get they're buying the cheapest knife and the cheapest pots and it's like oh this didn't come out good or this whatever and it's like yeah no shit i mean you you have all these cheap materials or whatever it is that you're working with and the end product is not gonna be it's not gonna be as good as you want it to be even if you're following a really great recipe that you found online you know what Mm. i'm saying like it's not it's not gonna be as good because because maybe the pan that you're using doesn't conduct heat as well as the pan that you're supposed to be using and it's it's burning on the sides or it's burning on the bottom or whatever the whatever the case may be many 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 different things you know i mean maybe you're maybe you're cutting the ingredients wrong and when I mean, even even with simple little things like fruits, vegetables, onions, when you when you cut them, a certain way you cut them. No, I mean, if you cut them with a dull knife, they're gonna taste different than if you cut them with a sharp knife. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even think about that, but they're gonna taste different, you know, because it's 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 the difference between forcefully like going through an onion rather than a a blade just smoothly cutting through it. Yeah. It's like a, the difference between a mash, like you're mashing it yeah. cut, like you're pressing so hard that it just splits yeah, rather yeah. than you just, you glide a knife through. Yeah. That, and that piggybacks off of what you were saying earlier about just like the knife being sharp and knife Yeah, yeah, the satisfaction and, of using a sharp knife. Yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. So I will say that's another benefit is my knife's are very sharp carlos has these really nice sharpening stones and every once in a while he'll go through our our larger like our chef knives and sharpen them and that makes my job a lot easier when i cook at home um something that i did read online is like uh one of the good things about dating chefs is they're they're not afraid to get their hands dirty and that's like a sexual you know <laughs> not afraid to get their hands dirty they can use their tongue very well just like you know what i'm saying like those sexual puns and stuff um they're true <laughs> okay so for you what is the best thing about dating a waitress I mean, the best thing about dating waitresses is definitely, like, they understand that, you know, I am, if I'm a cook, I'm going to be coming home late. Yeah. Things like that, you know what I'm saying? And waitresses, I like that they know how to, like, they know how to have, like, this, like, flirty rapport. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Like, because... They they fake it most of the time for the customers, but you can come home and like pretend to have that rapport with them. Uh-huh. You know, and it, it's kind of cool to do that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, 
obviously I know at the end of the day we're together but (laughs) it's still nice to just like pretend like we didn't for a second yeah things like that I mean yeah I mean and you I mean you know how to cook so (laughs) it's just a win-win all around (laughs) oh that's sweet yeah we so I remember this one time it was your birthday that we went after you got off of work and we went and grabbed drinks or you know just waiting for you to get off work it that would be fun even at our most recent place where we worked together it's every now and again where we had a babysitter for the night that I was able to wait for you to get off work and then we could meet at the bar right after and just talk about the service so yeah I think that it I honestly I'm trying to think I've never actually dated you said you've never dated um somebody from the back of house I've never dated somebody from the front of house (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it happen I mean I've seen it yeah I've seen it happen too on both ends I've seen people in back of house date each other I've seen people in front of house date each other but I've seen both as for me personally I've never dated anybody in the front of house well in the restaurant business you see a lot of people quote unquote dating Mm -hmm. each other all the time you know and that's a nice way to put it. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, you see it all the time. And you you can almost see, like, if it's going to work out or not most of the time. But, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm trying to think. Has it? Has it? Oh, you know what? There was one chef that I think he, at our, a couple restaurants ago, that he dated a host and they ended up getting married and having three kids together and now it's like happily ever after uh, yeah. he, he got her when she was still innocent and yeah <laughs> broken in by the business yeah <laughs> yeah when you're a host you're still like it's like you're like a dishwasher newbie right? yeah, yeah you're still like oh I may I, maybe I could still the world maybe still, I can yeah. still get her before she becomes gets hardened <laughs> yeah, by yeah. <laughs> Hardened by the world. Before she gets sexually harassed for like yeah. a month straight. Or, yeah. Or just maybe not f- even sexual harassment, but just like constantly hearing like dick jokes or, or inappropriate stuff. In- inappropriate things. Then no, that's what I said when I was working as a host. That's what I said in my first episode is like the one one server and he is like one person that I considered like a dear friend because we worked together for so long but when I was a host and I was wearing like this really cute dress he was like hey would you mind doing me a favor and uh, walk over a mirror for me and I'm just like <laughs> it took me a while no, to register you know, what? you know what at that at that restaurant that we worked at there was this mirror in the kitchen that you oh, could no. you could see you could see the back of the host stand uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> so basically, you can see these girls' asses. <laughs> all, all shit. Yeah, yeah. So literally, like, maybe, like, the first week I'm there, this one dude has been working there long, and he's like, let me show you the best view in the house. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know, and you go over, and you just see, and it's like, oh, wow, that's... <laughs> that is <laughs> the back of the hosting. <laughs> That is news to me. I worked there for four years. 
Assholes. <laughs> but there's oh, nothing you can do about my it. God. There's nothing you can even do about it because you have to stand at that host stand. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. That is so naughty. <laughs> but this, that is so naughty. No, but you know what? It's like people wouldn't even people wouldn't even like look in that mirror that often. But he just wanted to let you know. He was like, if you wanted to, you could just look in this mirror and see and see, and see all the hostess asses all night oh, long. You know, like what the fuck? You know, that's the kind of shit you're like. All right, dude. Like, you need something to like get you through the shift, I guess. That is so definitely naughty. Definitely all the time. Okay, so what is your advice to anybody thinking about dating a woman who works in the the service industry? Do you have any advice? Front of house or back of house? That's either, the either. Um, you want to date someone that works in the business, and you're not in the business. I mean, you gotta understand that they're not gonna work the same hours as you. Yeah. You know, they're gonna come home late. Sometimes you close, you don't get home till midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. I mean, they're gonna come home late. You know, and they're and uh, and it's like they're gonna have to like listen to this filth all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they have to listen to these people talk shit all day. You know, and it's like, hey, honey, how was your day? And it's <laughs> Well, <laughs> do you really want to know? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if if, if you were dating this server and you had no idea. And then she just lets you know all this stuff. And then you're like, I want to beat one of these dudes' ass. It's like, all right, no, no. It's just the way it is, first of all. You're yeah. like, you can't you can't just like, oh, well, I don't like this guy. And it's like, well, first of all, this guy doesn't fucking know you. And he's just... He's just being himself in the kitchen. He's yeah. just being who he is in the kitchen with his other kitchen brothers and fellow service industry people. Or even guests. Yeah. yeah. Or even guests. Yeah. So it's it's not... They don't want to take it personal. It's, it's nothing personal, you know? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. Cause it is like that, and I would say as well. Like you said, the coming home late, working the opposite schedule. It's not like a regular schedule. It, sometimes you're working till late. Especially if it's like, say... I mean, very rarely do people work the morning shift. I mean, some people do. and mm-hmm. I mean, not to take anything away from those people who work in the service industry. I mean, they're pretty similar to the night people as well. But they might work during the day. and But, you know, those are rare cases. You mm-hmm. know, people who get to work the morning shifts, those, that's rare. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and only work the morning. Yeah, that's, that's rare. It is rare. Yeah. Usually your schedule's all over the place. Yeah, you, might, you you mostly work nights, and then you might work a couple mornings every now and then. But yeah. I'm lucky because I've been able to set my schedule the way I want it. Just because I have the two kids and homeschooling and yeah, 
childcare options and things like that. But you before it was li- literally like I'm just at the mercy of, of the schedule. Yeah, of the like, schedule. It ain't like oh, I'm, you work this nine to five Monday through Friday. No, yeah. it's there whenever they schedule you. You're just like all right. I guess I'm working these days next week. <laughs> you know. Yeah. When the schedule comes out, then we like we compare our schedules. Like, okay, well, uh, we can hang out. On and sometimes, this and sometimes day. the schedule don't even come out until the day before you know that you have to work. Last minute. Sometimes it, right, that's how it is. That's really how it is. Sometimes they don't write. They won't even write the schedule. They're like, all right, uh, they write the schedule, and you literally won't know until maybe even the day of, the night before. Yes. Whatever you know you. They might, they might even not have finished the schedule and they're just going to let you know you're working tomorrow night. <laughs> and then you come in tomorrow night and you're like, oh, I know the, my schedule the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That has definitely happened to me before, yeah. too. Well, let me ask you this one last question. Have you ever caught somebody having sex on the job? Getting a blow job, a hand job, anything. No. Me neither. No, I haven't. I've seen guests, like two chicks go in the bathroom <laughs> and like hear like heard them like making out in the stall. Like, oh, oh, oh. like that's the only thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think like No, I haven't seen anything. I don't know, people are trying to talk about it all the time and it's like I don't know, it's not that easy a thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know I don't think saying? so either. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, not in the impossible. walk-in either. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like... Most restaurants you work in are like in small spaces. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's... It, usually spaces are almost always all occupied. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... You know, I did hear about... One, I think maybe this was after we had left the last restaurant. Yeah, it's though. like you almost always hear rumors. Yeah, about, you like, hear. Oh, I heard someone got their dick sucked in the bathroom. Or in the like, parking lot. Yeah, or yeah. some shit like that. But it's like rumors, though. Yeah. That's what they said. Oh, Here's parking some. lot? Parking lot, definitely. I've definitely, like... Yeah. I've definitely, like... <laughs> I've definitely, like, no, I saw what it was, and I was like, I'm not walking over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> but not inside of the restaurant, no. Inside no. of the restaurant, no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Probably get caught. All right, well, I would say that was a pretty successful interview. Yeah, we can end it there. Yeah, we can end it there. <laughs> well, I hope everybody that's listening enjoyed... Uh, and please go follow me on Instagram at service industry goddess and uh, send us a, a DM or leave us a comment letting us know what you thought about this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening if you have made it this far. And I hope you all have a great night or day, whatever time you're listening to this. And We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.